0: Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earle, and here are today's topics. Steven Gerrard, Dean Smith, Eddie Howe all have new jobs. We'll discuss what it means for Aston Villa, Norwich City and Newcastle United, Paul Pogba's latest injury and how it affects his future at Manchester United, and a preview of the Premier League weekend focusing on the marquee matchup Saturday's big one between Liverpool and Arsenal. All that coming up in today's episode. Okay, Robbie Earle, we are back, Mm. my friend. International break. We like those. Gives us a little bit of a break from the Premier League. Um, Do a few different things. Travel, whatever. What did you get up to in the last couple of weeks?
1: Um, Watch the games, obviously, across uh, the European qualification and and then the CONCACAF qualification, obviously with my nation Jamaica involved with there. We won't talk about the robbed goal in the USA game. We won't go there and I'm not feeling bad about it, but let's just move on quickly. We can talk about Harry Kane and seven goals in two games for for England closing in on the record English goal score scorer. And I think it was a couple of weeks, Rob, where we saw was it twelve teams who've qualified already now? Um Something like that, isn't it? And, and, and the, the playoffs, jeopardy for for others, even the great Cristiano Ronaldo, his Portugal team, lose to Serbia last minute, Mitrovic's goal. And, you know, you've got to go through the playoffs. So hmm. looking forward to that, the playoffs, how it's handled, who gets through. Um, it was great to see some of the big nations there again, and, and some maybe we didn't expect.
0: Well, just rewinding me, um, so I went back to England, went back for a family wedding. In the Cotswolds, yeah. which, was, which was fantastic. And I thought, you know what? would be nice to take in a game. So I went to Wembley. I went to Wembley. I watched that England uh, hammering of Albania in the first mm. half. I went with my dad, my son, my brother, his son, my father-in-law. Brilliant. Real great time, Rob. And uh, we got seats right by the goal. that England scored all the goals in. And, you know, in, th- in terms of takeaways from the match, right? First, mm. a couple of takeaways, Rob. Um, first of all to be at a pretty much full 80,000 people at Wembley uh, national anthem, and then followed the last post remembrance, mm-hmm. of course, uh, is this is around that time last weekend. I just thought how powerful it was, how powerful. I mean, it's kind of a little bit emotional. I never played for England and I know you played for Jamaica and I, I you know, I watched my mate, Gareth Southgate. Uh, we played together at Middlesbrough. We roomed for that one season I look at him standing down on the side of the pitch. I'm like, wow, how, how proud must he feel mm-hmm. to be there when there's 80,000 people there? So, And then, of course, I see Harry Kane score a perfect hat-trick, right foot, left foot, header. Um, and other players, Rob, in terms of just watching them, and I did have a – I swapped a couple of messages with uh, with Gareth Southgate afterwards, and the special players. Mm-hmm. Reece James – Seeing live, seeing him live, and the way that he played as a as a wing back on the day, he went with three at the back uh, for this game. Cool. he looked really, really special, Rob. Really impressive yeah. in terms yeah. of everything going forward, crossing, assisting, strong, like physical contact, really strong. And Phil Foden, great to see, great to see him up close. The ability that he's got, he is going to be a special talent and I think you know we knew this from Pep at the beginning talking about how great he looked in training and and as a young player um it was it was really good and uh great victory it all worked out it was a lovely day mate it's just nice to go but I haven't seen England play live for wow for so long
1: I was thinking yeah my, my two takeaways would be I heard Harry Kane say in an interview after it, this one's for the Musto family. This actually, we <laughs> knew you were there. Uh, but one point, just sitting in with 80,000 fans, Robert, after what we've gone through in the last couple of years, that must have mm. felt a bit strange, awkward, nice,
0: mm. not sure. Superb. It felt superb. It felt mm. great. Fans were ready to go, ready to cheer, ready to support the team. Goals started going in early. Of course, it always helps. Um, but it's just the occasion, Rob, that got to me a little bit, you know, just just at the start of the national anthem. guys, it's has powerful, powerful stuff. Um, so I had a brilliant, brilliant time. Great wedding, by the way. Yeah, great wedding, great game. Well, yeah, really. um, all great for the most back, back in the US, back, yeah. Back in, back, US. Back.
1: back in the Premier League, back to storylines, my friend. Yes. We know with the Premier League, uh, <laughs> it, it does love a storyline. It loves a bit of drama. As uh, the biggest drama we'd have to say over the couple of weeks since we, we were last together would be the appointment of Stephen Gerrard as Aston Villa head coach. Mm. Also, let's discuss Stephen oh. Gerrard back in the Premier League.
0: All right, I'll go first. Um, I like it a lot. Like it a lot, Rob. I, I feel for Glasgow Rangers and their fans, and I understand their feelings of. He's, he's just he's just walked out on us a little bit. Um, I get that, but I think he said himself, Rob. When a club the size of Aston Villa comes calling, he wanted to take it. He wanted to take the opportunity. He wanted to, he wants to come back to the Premier League. I th- also, I think he talked about family being closer to his family uh, in that in that northwest area, um, Birmingham a lot a lot closer, of course. I like it a lot, Rob. I think it's a really good, really good club for him to come back, Rob, and show everybody what he can do. I think it's a risk as well. I think it's a risk for the club. I think it's a risk for Steven Gerrard to well, I've got for for Aston Villa they're close to a relegation situation so they're taking a risk on a manager that's got limited experience coaching, of course none in the Premier League up to this point. Youth teams at Liverpool and then up to Glasgow Rangers in in the Scottish uh, SPL. Um, And also for Steven Gerrard, Rob, you know, for him we all know I'm sure he wants to get to the very top and everybody will talk about the possibility of going back to Liverpool, which will, if if his road is successful in managing and coaching, he will. that will happen in the future. I think he's right where he says, I don't want to talk about that. Now it's, it's disrespectful to Aston Villa. Um, so just my initial thoughts, Rob, are risky for both, fair play, brave from both but I like it. I like it as a fit and, and I'm so excited, Rob. We saw a little bit of Frank Lampard it didn't last very long, but it's just great about our jobs. We get to see players that we played against. We know them. We know what they're like uh, of learning the, the ropes in, in different leagues and coming to the Premier League. It's going to be fascinating to see how he does.
1: Yeah, I, I like it myself. Um, I think when Stevie G does the job, I think he's all in. I think he's committed. saw that at Rangers. I, I remember hearing him talking about how he's learned his trade, how hard he's got to work, how he's got to build a relationship with, with players, how he looks at the great managers, are at, the Peps, the Klopps, the Pochettinos. He was talking at the time and saying that, you know, I've got to find my my groove and my way with them. Well, I slightly disagree maybe, in, in, in and it might be a, d- a different interpretation of risk. I think any manager's a risk who goes in. I mean, it, when, we, when we used to talk about, de-risking a, a situation, it would have been Sam Allardyce, experienced, never been relegated. He was with West Bromwich Albion. So there's a risk wherever you take it. I think it's a risk in, in some respects that suits both sides. I think Stephen Gerrard has been now come down to England and has still got a lot to prove, having I even mean, been successful up, up in Rangers in, in that winning season and winning the title... I think you're right. I think this club, this club at its very best, Rob, punching slightly above its weight with the right kind of finances. It's a top eight, top six football club. That's why it's not a stepping stone. That's why he's right to say it's disrespectful. It's not a stepping stone at all. Mm Afton Villa has has, has the quality and the ability to to be up there and fighting and and pushing on, on towards Europe. So it's a great position for Stevie to be at a club with real standing to make a mark. And over the course of time, we're going to learn about Stephen Gerrard. It was interesting, not So the first thing I did was, you know, I'm, I'm doing Villa this weekend, look back at his four last Rangers games. He's a 4-3-3 man. He likes a back four, in midfield play two, and then he plays two under the one, three a bit wider, a little variations, but he's a 4-3-3. That's his, that's his go-to. So we'll see how that fits with Villa, who's his personnel. There's a lot of chopping, changing with Dean Smith towards the end at Villa and, and some mm. of the fans are unhappy with that. It'd be interesting who Stevie sees and feels and you know, getting his, his players for the first week. So, so exciting. It's a bit like the Patrick Vieira one for me, Rob. It's going to be a, a subplot, a sub-story running through the league that I'm going to keep a really close
0: eye on. Mm. I mean, it's a good test, but Rob. It's mm. a good test. You know, they've struggled. They've struggled without Jack Grealish. You know, when Jack Grealish wasn't in the Villa team before, I was reading some numbers on it, like Dean Smith hasn't won that many games without Jack Grealish. And, of course, he's left the football club now. New players came in that most of us thought were good signings. Haven't really done it yet. Haven't really done it. I mean, Danny Ings has. but There's been a few injuries. But Leon Bailey hasn't really done it. Amir Buendia certainly hasn't done it. So he has a difficult job, actually. That's why it's going to be fascinating. Fascinating how he handles them tactically fascinating what he's like in the media uh he's got to deal with man management he's got to improve players rob it's it's a it's a very challenging job i think it's the right appointment i think we talked about steven gerard for um i think it was newcastle united rob in terms of and again i'll say it one more time a friend of mine is a big celtic fan studies um and watches every weekend the the spot the scottish spl and you know gerard Unbeaten season, champions. Yeah. Carries himself really well with media. I think he's been doing it. You know, he's got experience now. Is it two and a half years? I think as a coach. Yeah. So I think he's learned learned a lot. I guess plus plus the youth days and developing younger players at, uh, at Liverpool. So yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's a really good move. Exciting for for actually everybody, us, the club, for him. Yeah. Brilliant. So um,
1: yeah. another ex-player who, who, who we've known about now going into management. Just before we move on on this one, Rob. It was kind of one of those thoughts of. Oh, I'll trick this one across, Musty. You know, there used to be a time when they, they both were high cost players, Stephen Gerald, Frank Lampard. There was talk about whether he could fit in the same team and, and all that kind of discussion used to go on. There. They didn't <laughs> right like and didn't get. But in terms of the managers, Stephen Gerrard's ahead of Frank Lampard, and that's why he'll get this job ahead of where Frank is.
0: Yes. Um... But it goes back to the the risk of management, Rob. Mm. Frank Lampard was manager of Chelsea, Rob. Chelsea. He mm. got Chelsea into the top four. Yeah, Qualified Champions for Europe. Part. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the following season, a period of the season didn't go very well. He's out. His stock kind of his stock kind of plummets, also based on Thomas Tuchel coming in and doing so well. Yeah. And yeah, he's ahead right now, my friend. But that's why this risk thing comes in. Steve Jarrett, has got a, he's got, he's got to hit the ground running and and show he can and motivate and tactically get that balance right between defending and attacking, which is everything really in, in football at this level. Um, yeah, he is right now. Frank Lampard is. is there's. I read some articles about him. Like where's the next job going to be? He's been rumoured for loads yeah. of different jobs and, yeah. and and hasn't landed any of them. Um, I just, you know. You know, I'll throw it back to you, Rob. Like, Forget the short-term bit. The long-term, just give us a gut feeling who... I mean, of course, we we know these guys. We've spoken to yeah, them before. We've yeah. played against them. We've yeah, we've, yeah. we've watched yeah. them work. We've, do you have a, a gut feeling on who you think is better suited to it? You know, more football kind of... I don't know, more suited with with tactical intelligence, with man management, with media skills. Yeah, the whole package of who you, you think...
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, from day one, he, he, he took the job up at Rangers. He sounded and looked like a manager. He's got a very good um, backroom staff around him, good coaches. I think he's seen where sometimes the manager sometimes steps away as a figurehead, lets his coaches go and do the work, and then comes in yeah. and has the word. you know, the, the Alex Ferguson way, maybe the Wenger way of doing things. Um, I just get the sense. He looks like he was made for football management. We're now going to see, because this is a test at a good level, with an ownership group that's ambitious and got
0: Yeah, yep. this is a really good
1: look at Stephen Jarrell and the perfect way for him to, to prove himself as a top-class Premier League manager.
0: So that is Aston Villa versus Brighton Saturday, Robbie, or 10am Eastern Time on NBCSN. Uh, you're in this weekend. Oh, I'm going to yeah. be fixed oh, to the yeah. TV all weekend to watch these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another game I I think we're going to be both watching is Norwich versus Southampton, Saturday, Mm -hmm. 10 a.m. This one's on Peacock, Eastern Time, that is. Dean Smith hired as Norwich City's head coach. Yes. Um, You go go first on this one.
1: Uh, um, I like this, too. Let me tell you why I like this, too. I like this, too, because I think for Dean Smith, I think it was seven or eight days out of of, um, a job, Dean Smith is not in a position where if Dean Smith says, you know what, I'll take six months out and then I'll have a look at it starting next season. Dean Smith, there might not be a gig for Dean Smith in the Premier League. I looked at Chris Wilder, interestingly, this week, Rob. He's gone to your former Come team. Come on, Borough. Rob you know, He's had to go to a middling... Mid- middling, sorry, my friend, a middling championship club. <laughs> that you know, it's a long time now since we were back in the Premier League. I think Dean Smith w- w- was was, was going to be that guy. He's smart enough to know he goes into a football club. We still got twenty odd games to play. Twenty-seven games, I think it still is to play. Plenty of points. A football club that we know. If they went down, it'd be disappointing, but it isn't the end of the world. You then given a chance to come back. Which Dean Smith's done with his Aston Villa team. The fit just feels right. Can he get into this group of players and get a little bit more? Can he get... I mean, mm. defensively, they're not good. Attacking-wise, they're not good. Midfield, they've got issues. But Dean Smith is a man-manager. Uh, there's not not many jobs, Robbie Musto. A new manager comes in, and the last result has been a win. Dean Smith is, is that man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... I think it's, again, I, I, I'm the same as you, Rob. I think it's a really good fit. I mean, I think if I look at it from the football club's point of view, Rob, their model is of promotion mm. and trying to stay in the in the Premier League without spending a ton of money. If they go back down again, they want to stick with their guy. This guy is a little bit different from Daniel Farker. He's also been promoted with Aston Villa and done great jobs in his previous jobs, Brentford and Warsaw, I think it was, Rob. Yeah. Um, He's, you know, he's, like Farker, he's got promoted, but he's won games in the Premier League. He's done a good work in the Premier League. He knows what it takes to win games in the Premier League. So it's really a good fit, again, for, for them. Yeah. And I know Stuart, Stuart Webber was very quick to, 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 to say that he's been on, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's always admired Dean Smith. It yeah. just makes sense. Now, whether Dean Smith can go in there and organise his team well enough to get the points required, that would be remarkable. That would be remarkable. I think are they five points from safety, Robert? Yeah, five. It's not, yeah. So it's not a massive amount, but what we've seen so far, I, I don't expect it to happen. But but I guess you know, of course, that's that's the plan. Can he rescue them? Um, but I like the 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 long term feel of this appointment as well, Rob. Yes, he'll give him a short term boost, and he'll get more out of these players, I would think, than Daniel Farka. Mm-hmm. But he's still such the right guy. If they do get relegated, and 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 from his point of view, Rob, it's a good club. Yeah, it's a well it's a well run mm-hmm. club. He knows he's going to get yeah. He knows he ain't going to get a ton of money, but he will get time. He'll get patience from his uh, ownership, from his uh, from Stuart, whoever the, the sporting director. To if so, if things go wrong, you know, they'll have his back a little bit, and I like that about them. Mm-hmm. And I thought the, the, the Daniel Farker firing was like yeah, absolutely the right time. He's had a couple of opportunities. Dean Smith, I just don't think there's many other better qualified, knowing the league, knowing the championship, promotion experience, winning games in the Premier League and doing a really good job in the Premier League for the most part. His first real dip and he's gone. So, yeah, really like this appointment as well.
1: Feels like a good fit. It feels like both of them need each other a little bit. And I think that's a a good place to be. And let's not forget, you know, Dean Smith has done great work at Brentford prior to the villa. Goes in yep. at the mid-table, takes him all the way up into to, to the Premier League, has a couple of seasons there. His first little bad run, Flashway defeats and, and he's gone. But Norwich might just have got themselves put themselves uh yeah, yeah, plumb plum business there and, and we'll see how that one goes. Let's move it on a little bit to Eddie Howe, because I think it was uh, something that was rumbling, I think, before our last podcast, but Eddie Howe's now been appointed as the new head coach of Newcastle United. Uh, so Eddie's in the job, Eddie's back in the Premier League. Must he all happy with this, sort of enough time for Eddie to get the job done and, and get this team away from relegation?
0: Yeah, I, of course he's got plenty of time. Um, I've listened to him, Rob, he's been to interviews, he did a couple of official kind of, you know, first interviews of, of at a, a football club and, and he said all the right things. It's an honour for him to be a manager of this football club and it, it is because it's a great club, Newcastle United. Um, so he's saying all the right things. Again, he talked about his philosophy, and it, he will not change. He won't change. So don't expect him to go in there and to to be really defensive first and try and set that strong foundation. That something that I I don't know. I t- I tend to go that way. If it, if it yeah. was me in his position, I'd want I'd want to really secure defensively. He's going to go there on the front foot, Rob. He's going to play attacking football, which is exactly exactly what Newcastle United fans want. They really, really do. I would just say, we know, Rob, we've been watching it, playing it a long time now and the balance between attack and defence is a really difficult one. And if you can coach well enough and you put those players in, in, in good enough areas and angles, positions to be able to play out successfully without risking anything, well done. That'd be great coaching. But there's definitely a risk to the way he's going to do things. But it's going to be a fun ride, mate. It's going to be a fun ride. I expect some attacking football, but it could be, you know, both ends a little bit a little bit of drama, I reckon.
1: Yeah, it's what it'll be what the Newcastle fans want. They, they, they've been desperate for some football. It was really interesting you say. I, I listened to a couple of Eddie Howe uh, interviews myself and there was one in particular where he said, I'm a better manager for, for what I've been through. I've been and worked and looked at people, looked at my structures, looked at my processes, looked at my coaching. You know, He said, I, I, I'm better prepared for this job this time and he understands the role better. So that's going to be interesting to see. I, bet, I remember... It was two what was it? Probably three years ago, my friend. Three four years ago, we sat down with Mel, Manuel Pellegrini, who yeah. was West manager at the start, and said a very similar thing: "We're going to get on the ball and we're going to play, and we're not going to worry about the opposition." Until the mm. man, well. so, no. It's all didn't ask too on Manuel. So if he can do it, and you've got to have the players who are courageous and prepared to have for the ball, whereas we know with Eddie Howe that's the style of football he wants and the style of football he's got to get right. his, as well doing it. Though mate, got to get the points as well.
0: Rob, just the last one on on Eddie Howe. I think the thing that that I would worry for him is if they don't start particularly well. Mm. Has he got Has he got the personality yeah. to handle the pressure of that club when questions start to be asked and goals start to fly in? How's he going to react?
1: Well, I think he suggested with the interviews that he's a better manager now. He's stronger. He understands maybe some of the mistakes he made first time, and he, he can you know, rectify this. So that's going to be the challenge because listen this isn't, isn't going to be um an easy ride for, for Newton. there's going to be some bumps on the way there might be two yeah. or three defeats that come back to back you know you know how this week can fill those kind of fixtures and then he's going to have to be strong show leadership it's a bigger club it's there's more media attention there's more attention now of the ownership group he's got to be a, you know he's going to have to grow into that position and lead this football club but um uh, yeah. fascinating watch looking forward to to that one, my friend. We can't talk about podcast without talking Manchester United. We usually talk the manager, which we're going to save for a moment. Let's talk about Paul Pogba, who um, injured his side this, this uh, last week got, uh, with France in training. There is talk that he could miss six to eight weeks, Rob, which is a mm. huge chunk of the season, which is not disappointing for Pogba, but disappointing for Oli and Manchester United fans listening in here. Some suggestions are that Maybe Paul Pogba's played his last game for Manchester United, being that his, his his contract is up and we get to the start of the year. He's got six months left. Well, certainly that it, it, it might not look like Paul Pogba has got a long term future now at Manchester United. How do you see the Pogba
0: conundrum? Well, first of all, I did see the injury. I think if you look online, Rob, there's yeah. uh, there's video of it where he, yeah, he, it's just a yeah, simple shooting drill. The coach just tosses it up, it bounces, and he, he, he has a shot at goal and and pulls up pretty hard. Yeah, pulls up in a little bit of pain and stuff. So yeah, that's that's going to be. I mean, that's a long time out, isn't it? That's a pretty bad one if it's going to be that amount yeah. of weeks. I mean, I did my thigh, of course, so many times. It was about three weeks each time. Anyway, um, he's not talking yeah, to talk mean... you, Mister Moscoe. You don't build them like the mostoza. No 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 exactly right. Um listen he's been in and out of the team Rob the last few weeks. I went back and it just looks mm-hmm. like he's in it he's been in and out of the side. I think it's pretty obvious that he wants to go somewhere else. He's going to start talking in January. You know, I think we I, I I I mean I I hadn't thought it could be his, he could have played his last game. Um I I just I, it, it just it makes you reflect Rob a little bit doesn't it about all the money that it cost to bring him back and and whether it was worth it and whether it's been you know disappointment, which I tend to think it's be he's been in general. We've seen flashes of brilliance, Rob, and we've quick to break it down with some of our tactic stuff on the show that we've done. Um, but on the whole, I've been disappointed with his with his many seasons now at Man United and, and what we've gotten. And it, and it could be it could be this his last season. I think it probably will be. Um, shame to, that he's got an injury right at this moment in time. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many more times we'll see him play for Manchester United, Rob. What do you think?
1: Well, apparently he's in Dubai from warming to training to try and you know, recover, get this, this thigh injury. I mean, they need him, not. They'll need him in Champions League. They'll need him in the league games. His FA Cup to come. Pressure on, on the manager and, and the football club with the spotlight to win things. My biggest sort of takeaway, if this is his last season, whether it's his last game or not, or the b to a game, is disappointment on both sides. Disappointment is probably the player because these moments, these cameos, these times, he's been the odd game where he's shown us who he really is or who he really can be. Yeah, and yeah. He's a game-changer, Rob. He's a game-changer. Mm. But we've seen too many of the other sides where he's been a liability, where he's not interested or focused, whether that's poor management, whether that's a bit of lack of self-motivation. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe both parties are... You know, in, in this, should take some blame, but Manchester United haven't got what they should about Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba mm. should be at his very best, Rob, and, and I know this might sound a bit strict, At his very best, Paul Pogba should be starting to close in on a great Manchester United player. Those greats yeah. that, that go in a certain draw that you go, well. he has the capacity to have gone in that draw, and he, and he, and he actually will end up nowhere near.
0: Yeah, but you say yes, capacity, Rob. Those people that are great, and I'm going to do an interview uh, in a couple of weeks' time with Brian Robson. There's going to be a movie about his career. Cool. You know, he didn't become great, Rob, did he, poor Pog? But he didn't. He he lacked a little something. And by the way, of course, it's incredibly hard to be great. God, you know, to to do to do the technical side, the physical side, the mental side, yeah. incredibly difficult to be great. Brian Robson and a few others have got have got that greatness, and and, and actually quite a few that have gone through Man United. So he hasn't quite had yeah. all aspects of a player's makeup to become great. Mm. But I think you make a good point. He should be. I mean, you, when you see him at his best, Rob, best player in the Premier League, could be yeah. the best player in the Premier League if 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 he managed to be consistent with all the things that we've seen. Uh, you know, over this season and previous seasons of what he can do, but you know, Man United, Robbie, Earle, are struggling. They've won what, three games in the last ten in all competitions. They've lost five of those ten in all competitions. I think, I think actually, Watford—they play Watford, don't they? Watford, yeah. uh, and they would be just four. I just there'd be four points behind Man United if if Watford beat them, which is after twelve games played, almost a third of the season is is crazy. Yeah. And over the last over this international break, Rob, I think we've heard as much discontent maybe coming out of the club, more talk yeah. about different managers and maybe it is the time than I think we've seen, we've heard or seen before in Oligan and Solskjaer's time at the football club. What do you think to the talk that we've heard this last couple of weeks?
1: I think that, the, that some of the clubs have seen other things happen. Antonio Conte going to Spurs, Spurs get their man eventually and it's made Manchester United think that, you know, Pochettino if he's a guy or Zidane's name were being thrown out there or whoever else is is in the mix maybe maybe that they can make a move as well and and there was one man actually Rob Brendan Rodgers name that came into the mix for supposedly in the the, the list of, of possible Manchester United managers Brendan Rodgers was asked about that this week by a few reporters and actually snapped back listen to this
0: Firstly it's really disrespectful for you to ask the question when you have a manager in place, a good manager and a good man uh, who's working at the club. And secondly, I can't really comment on it because it's something that's not real. I'm here as the Leicester City manager, proud to be here, privileged to be here and fully committed to the the players, the club, the ownership, and that's about it really. All the other noise around that is is something that uh, we can't control. Hmm. Actually, a good answer, Rob. I think from him, isn't it? When you when you get uh, something like that, I mean, normally he's he was quite strong with that. Where he isn't normally in his interviews, he's yes. such an easy going, easy guy to interview, and he's very forthcoming with answers on all range of topics. But he was quite strong there. Um <laughs> But we we will we will kind of talk about it a little bit. I mean. I know Antonio Conte, Rob, I think we both thought that that would have been a good hit. Get, get him in there. He was available. It didn't yeah. happen. Talk of, not really a Man United fit or whatever people say. I thought he would have been a good fit to, to shake the club up like he's going to do at Spurs. Brendan Rodgers also is, becomes kind of the next guy, Rob, with so many other great managers in, in great positions, yeah. and, mainly in the Premier League. What do you think about that prospect of Brendan Rodgers for Man United? I don't. Hmm.
1: I think it, I, I think, and you're right I thought Brendan did a great job of batting it off and did a great job of talking about the football club he's at and not the club in. let me tell you in, in my view if Brendan thought that job was available he's jumping in the car he's turning on and he's heading up that M6 mate because if Manchester United comes along yeah, I mean, he, 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 he takes it you, you've you talked about and, and it's a really interesting point unlike in, the Brendan projects do they kind of go so far and then do they do they wiggle a little bit? You know? mm-hmm. Do the great managers just keep on and on and on and can drive that little bit more out. I just think to go from Ollie to Brendan is not what's required at this stage. I think we yeah. I think I think this club needs from Ollie to top mm. top up there. And as you say, listen mate, to risk whoever they get they get Zidane, he's never been in the league. They get Conte, you know, he's confrontational. Pochettino, he's never won anything over here. Body blow, there's always something. But I, I just don't think the calibre quite of the name and the standing in the game of Brendan Rodgers is quite where Manchester United are right now.
0: It's, it's actually a difficult one, Rob, to try and figure out because, you know, going back to your point about the, what I've talked about, I think they're twelfth place in the Premier League right now, Rob. Yeah. With, yeah. Without a ton of injuries, I looked at their injury list just a, mm. a few moments ago. Not a lot of injuries. Um, you know, has the sparkle gone off of that particular football club? I don't know. On the other side of things, you know, what a what a, what a smart guy he is. What a, what a, he handles the media really well. He gets his teams playing great football. He develops young players. I I do see the attraction, the Man United would see in Brendan Rodgers. It's just like I. I you know, I would have thought of Brendan Rogers for a Spurs or for yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You for, know, no, you know Pochettino
1: so, or Rodgers. Pardon? It's Pochettino or Rogers for United? You have you have a choice. You, you you get a choice of either.
0: I'd get Pochettino myself. Yeah. I don't. I, I, they're I similar, maybe.
1: They're similar nature, aren't they? In the football, in the development, in the yeah. young players particularly. But yeah. There's something about Pochettino just feels like giving the right support. He could go up there and and, and
0: hold. it mean, it's almost like Rob. Every other Premier League club, I think, it'd be a great fit, Brendan Rodgers. Almost yeah. every other one. It's just Man yeah. United. I just don't know whether. I also feel at this point, it's always going to bring in star players at Man United. Mm. Has he got? Is he got that that bit that I I've talked about, Rob? Particularly this season, that little bit of fire, enough fire in him that we see of Tuchel, we see of Klopp, we see of Pep. You know, those top managers, Mourinho is best. You know, that, that that drag you and they push you, and there's a little bit of fear factor. Do you think? It, 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 does he yeah, lack that Rob is that important it's nowadays?
1: Brendan it's it it, it it it's there but in a different way. I don't think he's that physical. I think he does it in a different way, but again, you know, does that work? You know, James Madison's a really great example of somebody who you say, under him, we're thinking he goes to the next level now. And it, it's kind of dropped off a bit for Madison, and, you know, he's talented, we've seen great moments from him, but he hasn't quite been the the, the the product that we thought he would be working under Rodgers. The other thing slightly, Bob, and it has to come uh, into conversation, he's also been the manager of Liverpool. And that doesn't go down easy to be manager of Liverpool and Manchester United. I know times have moved, I know we're in a slightly different era, but it's a bit like Rafa going to to have something that will get bashed with if if he was to go there and things didn't go well. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's also been talk of Zinedine Zidane, Rob, recently, and I'm yeah. not sure that's a great fit. I'm not sure how much he's going to know about English football and managing. And, you know, I'm sure, you know of course, the stuff he's won is amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the talk continues, Rob, on that. And it's going to be something that we'll just watch for uh, as the weeks go on. And, of course, Man United have got a big, big game. that Saturday, 10 o'clock again, another 10 o'clock game on Peacock-Watford versus Manchester United, when really... Rob, you know Manchester United have got have got to get back on track. It's yeah. like you know, there, there's no excuses. And this and is a must win game.
1: Watford puts that spotlight back on our, our yeah side, massively. Back on, yeah, on, on the spotlight. So yeah, big game. Probably the biggest game of the weekend, my friend. Coming at Anfield, it's twelve thirty Eastern Time on NBC. Uh, Liverpool playing Arsenal, two giants of English football who were one time. Well, vying for titles on a much more regular basis. Obviously, Liverpool in in more recent years. Arsenal 2004, Robbie mustard the last time they won a Premier League title. I mean, we're getting almost to 20 years since this great football club won a Premier League title. How do you see this one? Arsenal in decent form, come in um, unbeaten and I think, eight now. Uh, Liverpool a little bit careless, uh, certainly defensively of late, not Mm. quite as, as, as... as um, informant as maybe Jurgen Klopp would like, lost v two last time out to West Ham United. Can Arsenal turn up at Anfield, give him a bloody nose? Because it's not been a great hunting ground for Arsenal in recent times.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I think it's going to be really difficult for Arsenal. I think Liverpool. There will be a reaction. Um, I've, re- I said a that again, great one to look forward to, Rob. Um, mm. I like the look of this new Arsenal team. And it is a new team. It's almost a whole new defensive side of it. I think four out of the you know, goalkeeper and three out of the back four, I think, are new players. How is this back four, Robbie Earl, new, young, in place for Arsenal, going to deal with Liverpool's front three? I, I, you know that That's got to be a concern. I think the left-back will pre-Nuno Tavares for Arsenal, probably, Rob. It could be oh, Kieran could, in in Yeah. Tierney might come back in for this yeah, game. Yeah. Um, Tavares looked pretty good, but he's got most Salah against him. So a, a tremendous test for a young Arsenal back four at Liverpool, of course, at Anfield with the atmosphere, reaction. I think it's going to be really difficult. I mean, if Arsenal if Arsenal would find a way to not lose that game, that's 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 a, another great building block on what has been a really good period where they've shown they can play a little bit, they can grind a little bit. But this is the, you know, is a is a very difficult test for them. I think you know, just looking at the injuries, Rob. I think Firmino is not going to yeah, make it. Andy Robertson, yeah. Robertson's out, I think, with the injury. Um, co-
1: probably, sorry? K2, I'm not sure if he's going to be fit. Yeah, I don't it.
0: think he's OK. I think Milner's a doubt. I think Kostas <laughs> Tamikis, the, the Greek left fullback, has done really well mm. uh, for Liverpool, so he'll probably play in that side. Thomas Partey, I think, is a doubt for Arsenal in the middle of their midfield. Yeah. Um, but Arsenal's defensive side of things has been pretty good. Three clean sheets in the last three games in all competitions, but this is a different test. So yeah. I, I would favour here. Jota, I think, is okay. I would fate. I think Sadio Mane had something, a dead leg. I think he's okay. Or a rib injury. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember reading.
1: Didn't he? Before international history, yeah.
0: So fascinating game. I yeah. would just favour Liverpool to win it. But you're right. Liverpool's defensive side of things, that balance that we often mm-hmm. talk about, has looked a little skewed. They look a little vulnerable. We'll see how they do against Arsenal.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good one for Arsenal. Almost like to measure up. Where are we after this Mm. one? You know, the top three teams are the top three teams. But Arsenal right now could be vying for a full spot. Best of less, Manchester United, West Ham, Arsenal, Spurs. They're all kind of jockeying in position for that full spot. So, yeah, really good game. Really look forward to that one at, at Anfield. And Liverpool mm. um, get back to their defensive ways, and will that back three, we'll that front three, have a bit too much for Arsenal? Will Mikel mm. we'll Arteta have his team well set up to, um, to go against that one? I think that, uh, oh, we've got some, we got a few odds actually, mate, just before we close. Oh, it. yeah,
0: give we'll we'll us the odds. On,
1: on, on that one. So, our friends at Points Bet Sportsbook have Liverpool at minus 223, hundred and have got the draw at plus 350. And an Arsenal win, my friend, is plus 525. So they, they go with you. They, they think it, it, it's mm-hmm. pretty uh, hands-on, a, a Liverpool win. The draws at plus 350, an Arsenal win at plus 525. I tell you, I might not be my person's $1 on, on Arsenal uh, to get something there in good form. If Liverpool aren't right, I mean, mm-hmm. I was looking at the team, if you think he's got Aub- Aubameyang and Lacazette now, dovetailed in a team, one underneath his other. Saka one signing uh, Smith-Rowe, the other, just come off from England duty yeah. a good form. You know, they, they can get that right. They can cause Liverpool a few problems. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, looking forward yeah. to that one. Uh, other games at the weekend, Leicester-Chelsea. That's uh, so that first game we, we talked a little bit about. Wolves play West Ham, a West Ham team that could up to or second or third, I believe, if they win things. Apparently, the Sloan, Michel Antonio, back from Jamaica to getting ready for the game, private jet. That's what you do when you're so important to West Ham. Burnley play Crystal Palace. Manchester City, Everton. That's a, a big game for, for Rafa, and a little bit of pressure. Things not going well for, for Everton. And Tottenham play Leeds on Sunday. That's a big one, mate. Uh, Harry Kane, seven goals for England, but only one in the Premier League. And Antonio Conte get his team fine against the Leeds team? that um, are struggling a little bit themselves. Refrain report not quite living up to expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, right, mate, we've had five sackings already this season. That's a quarter of the Premier League managers losing their job. New faces, same old Premier League, same old story nights. We'll be back on Sunday, that's November the 21st, when we'll look back at match week 12 for Stevie's, Eddie's, and Dean's first game in charge. And the big one at Anfield, where Liverpool play awesome. both playoffs. For now, I'm Earl Keys Musty, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night
0: for me. And it's good night from him. Good night.
2: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.